Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Folks, keep it rolling with Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. And hopefully, more includes hockey. Wouldn't that be something? Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to, p- to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Oh, wow. Flip, coming up. Enjoy, folks. Quiggs, you know who the most Philly guy of all time apparently is? Oh, the most Philly guy of all time. Like, you think it's Allen Iverson, you think it's Rocky... It was fictional, but you know, <laughs> Rob McEnany, Rob McElhenney could be Rob McElhenney. McElhenney, yeah, yeah. Any of those guys. Apparently, it's Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, Ochocinco himself is apparently the number one defender of Philly, the number one Philly guy out there, and he never even played for the Philadelphia Football Eagles. I love Chad Johnson. Like Ochocinco has always like he was my dream receiver to be an Eagle one day back when he was like playing for the Bengals. I was like, if we could, if the Eagles could just get Ocho Cinco, everything all would be right in the world, and that never happened. But he's like, like you've seen like his interviews and stuff, right? Oh yeah, he's the best. He's great. He's great. He would have been awesome here. And I mean, the, the way the city embraced Tio Terrell Owens was, you know, oh I think that was a real a preview of what would have happened if. Ocho Cinco had come to Philadelphia. It would have been awesome. Never happened. But for some reason, Ocho Cinco's been hanging out in Philadelphia a bunch in his current state. And apparently he did some training here. And I absolutely love this tweet from him earlier today where somebody replied to him saying, have you actually been in the real Philadelphia? Might be the worst city of all time with the like, you know, about to vomit emoji. And yeah. Ocho Cinco retweeted that and said, I stayed in Kensington for three months while I trained with Jaron Ennis. I wanted the real Philly experience, and that's what I got. Dope city, dickhead. <laughs> that's so Philly. That's such a Philly thing to say. That's you know? the most like, Philly thing he could have said. I adored that tweet. Fantastic. If I could have liked it a million times, I would have. And, it, you know, if you're talking about the real Philadelphia Motherfucker stayed in Kensington, and that is... I was going to say, that is not the nice area. No, (laughs) no, it's as gritty as it gets right there. It is grittier than gritty, 100%. So Ocho Cinco knew it, and to call the guy the dickhead was just a chef's kiss (laughs) moment right there. Chef's kiss. It's really good. It's really good. I wish Chad Johnson did play for the Eagles because, like, he he's so weird. Like, if you've, like, seen any interviews with... Chad Johnson, like, I know you have, Steve, but, like, listeners, if you've seen any, if you have not seen any interviews with Chad Johnson, like, check him out. He's a weird dude. And, like, he's weird in a very Philly way. Like, the kind of weird that would fit perfectly in this city. 
So like yeah, the chicken man kind of weird. Uh, very much, very much chicken man vibes from Chad Johnson. Always. Yeah. Oh, the chicken man. Of all the weird things that's happened in the past calendar year, I often forget about the chicken man and then I remember it and I laugh. I think about the chicken man every day. Every day you wake up, you eat a rotisserie chicken and you go, I'm doing this for you, chicken man. <laughs> I just think about the invitation to him eating the 40th rotisserie chicken because it was 40, right? I think it was 40. Yeah. And he's just like, meet me by the Walmart. <laughs> it's like everyone went. Everyone knew exactly where to go. Yeah, exactly. And they just all gathered around him like this is some sort of like incredible showcase, which it was. I kind of wish I'd gone. I'm, I'm a little upset with myself for not having gone to that. But you live, you learn. I should have gone. I, w- I should have <laughs> come up, up for that. To, yeah. I should have driven up to Philadelphia just to go watch. And be there. Definitely a good time in use of your resources. Yeah. What's, what's about, listen, nothing but the most important stuff. The most important stuff there is easily. And I also just realized I wasn't recording on the Zencaster. But who cares? You know, we. Uh, I think it's looking good on my end. It's looking good on your end. Who cares? It's probably fine. But Ocho Cinco, he's a real one. He's a real Philly guy. He's basically an adopted son to this city right now. We love him. Yes. You know who is no longer a Philly guy? Anthony D'Angelo, Doc. Uh, that is Rigatoni Meatballs. Oh, 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 this guy. I don't know about this Tony guy. Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. He is, uh, he's gone. He's gone. He gone. And what he's a, gone. what a tragedy. That's a shame. And it's, so he's been bought out by the Flyers. There was a rumor he was going to get traded to the Hurricanes. And then the Hurricanes got involved in the Eric Carlson sweepstakes. And Danny Breyer yeah, didn't feel like Let's actually talk about that, that real quick. So the, the funny thing is, is like, the Hurricanes GM, Don Waddle, came out a couple weeks ago and said, like, yep, trade's happening. Definitely. Don the Waddle. So much for that. That's not happening. It definitely did not happen. No, sir. He so it's just funny that, that he trade. came out. He did. He totally waddled out. It's just funny that he came out. He was just like, yes, definitely still in place to happen. 100%. Just got to wait for the NHL to give us the green light. And then it did not happen at all. It would be kind of funny if the trade, it, it, like, It'll be kind of funny if Carolina does not land Eric Carlson, which like oh, also that would kind of suck. Funny. That would also kind of suck because that would probably mean he's going to Pittsburgh. But like, whatever, who cares? And what? the thing is that the Hurricanes, if they don't land Eric Carlson, they're probably just going to take on D'Angelo at that point. Yeah, they'll just get him for free. They'll they don't even have to give up their prospect. So. And they got a ton yeah. of picks out of the Flyers already for him. I know. Uh, it's the crazy. I, oh, Chuck. Good old I Chuck. should be like I should be upset about all of this, but I'm just I'm just happy to have him gone. Like no, the on, personality honestly, this issues is... were one thing, but even on top of that, like he's just not a good hockey player unless you have an outstanding defenseman in there. Unless you have Jacob Slavin, that's the only way you can really sustain a Tony D'Angelo in your defensive ecosystem. This is the definition of addition by subtraction. Like, you remove him. I mean, first of all, he just wasn't good. So you remove a bad hockey player. Um, his offense was okay. But, like, if that's all he can do, like... 
And it was. You're a defenseman. And that's all he could do. And even this past season, he didn't even do it that well. The one thing he's good at, he didn't do it that great. So it's no, like, I mean, Chuck Fletcher had stayed at the power play as a primary reason that he brought in D'Angelo. And he was, yeah. he and the power play was the, the power, worst. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Worst play. Worst power play in the entire NHL. So yeah. he did clearly didn't do that much to make the Flyers that much better. And um, they got worse under De- with D'Angelo at the helm. Or <laughs> Unbelievable. In the, on, on the roster. And so first of all, he was just a bad hockey player. And second of all, clearly there was issues with him in the locker room. Now, I don't know what they were. I don't know if it was with other players. I don't know if it was... I mean, one can imagine it was with Torts. Clearly he and Torts didn't see eye to eye about him being benched in the last five games of the season. And oh and my God, still I don't... would love to know if anybody has the inside yeah. track. I, I will sign an NDA. I just want to know. I just want the tea spilled to me over a whiskey at a shady bar. We still have no idea why that happened, but one can imagine Torts and D'Angelo had a disagreement. D'Angelo probably said some things to Torts, I would think, but that's all. That's literally me making things up. That's probably not true. Who knows what happens? I don't. You mean to tell me the same hockey player that reportedly, that allegedly got into a fight with his goaltender on the New York Rangers, <laughs> allegedly called him a commie, had a problem with his head coach? Stranger things have been known to happen, Steve. Oh, wow. It's, you know... I just I would love to know what happened with Torts because at the beginning of the season, Torts really moved heaven and earth to make excuses for D'Angelo and really like embraced D'Angelo, act, you know, treated him like his idiot son. He makes mistakes. We all make mistakes. He's making up for yeah. it. You know, Torts went out of his way to defend this guy. And then, man, that relationship soured so badly by the end of the season where he just, what was it, the last five games he was benched? Yeah, last five. Yeah. And then in the Bruins game, which is, it was the Flyers versus the best team ever in the history of the NHL's regular season. The Flyers were like, oh shit, we have, we're down a defenseman. What are we going to do? And uh, they're like, oh, I know. Instead of playing D'Angelo, we're just going to play who, who, it was, uh, uh, oh God, um, who's, oh, all right, hold on. I'm forgetting his name right now. Um you look like, it up. You look it up real quick, yeah. and I'll just wax poetic about this. But like, they, they had the opportunity—a very clear-cut opportunity—to put him back in the lineup, and Torts just clearly said, "Nah." And you've seen the Flyers have two big dumps this off-season, and I didn't even mean it in a poo manner, but it kind of, you know, if the shoe fits, right? But they're two guys that just. Torts had soured on completely by the end of the season. Kevin Hayes and Tony D'Angelo. I mean, he never got along with Hayes, period. Not at all. But D'Angelo, at least, you had the beginning of the season. And, you know, they they just had these guys that they could not keep on this team. And, God, I'd love to know why. Well, the thing with Hayes is, like, Hayes was at least a great locker room guy. And everyone liked him. Like, everyone in the NHL seems to like Kevin Hayes. Sure. the The whole Hayes family. Um. But Tony D'Angelo is the exact opposite. Like, from what I can tell, like, not many people across the NHL like Tony D'Angelo, except for maybe Brendan Lemieux. But, like, aside from that, no one, like, it doesn't seem like he makes many friends. No. So, um, yeah, it's not a shock. And the Flyers, or maybe, maybe not at large, but, like, John Tortorella was so against Tony D'Angelo playing 
in that Boston Bruins game at the end of the season that he decided to skate to dress five defensemen instead of six and play Kiefer Bellows. Oh, Kiefer in, Bellows. I'm Kiefer in, Bellows, who nobody even wants in the NHL. I totally forgot Bellows existed. There's a um, reason. There. He's not that great. No, no. But, like, that's how much... John Tortorella did not want Tony D'Angelo to play. He said, we're going to let Kiefer Bellows play forward and just go with five defensemen against the best team in the history of regular season NHL hockey. And just go with that. What an era. What a time. And so, you know, the the buyout happened. They're going to pay him $1.666667 mil for the next two seasons. And, uh... The buyout was only possible because Cates filed for salary arbitration before agreeing to a new contract. And he's the first player to ever be bought out twice. A real, oh wow, moment right here. So a lot of people like had their eyes on Ryan Suter for the Stars because he's just a disaster for the Stars. and Because like the Wild just bought him out. And now it's like, you know... No one will would be shocked if the Stars were to buy out Ryan Suter, but that hasn't happened. And so it sounded like Tony D'Angelo was going to get traded, but nope. He apparently is the first player ever, according to Cap Friendly, to be bought out twice. What a, what a legacy this guy leaves with the team. And it, it's just a comedy of errors all the way with Tony D'Angelo in his Flyers tenure because the way it started where... Johnny Gaudreau clearly wanted to come home and the Flyers had no interest in ha- having that done and somehow interpreted bringing Tony D'Angelo home as a homecoming, as a PR victory, when it was quite the opposite, a very divisive move. It and was terrible. Even his staunchest defenders would, you know, they would never admit or they, they would they would admit that he's nowhere near the caliber of player of Johnny Gaudreau. I mean, bringing Johnny Gaudreau home, again, not a wise move for the state of the club, uh, but the way Chuck Fletcher was acting, you know, maybe make that swing. Because if you think you're still yeah. competitive, go for a competitive player. And he then says it's too difficult to do that. One of the just all-time Chuck Fletcher quotes right there. It's too hard. And as he said on, I believe he went on 32 Thoughts and said that, the, the most notable thing, so Kurt had listened to that and said, like, the most notable thing was that Fletcher admitted that he was just trying to recapture that Niskanen magic. Tony D'Angelo is not the guy you get to be not Matt Niskanen. No, but none of the other guys he tried to get either were Matt Niskanen. No, not even close. I mean, uh, Eric Gustafson is the one I always think of. Just absolute atrocity. Ryan Ellis was a, a huge upgrade over anybody that they tried with, but Ryan Ellis also is not a uh, real man. He's a mythical creature. <laughs> yeah. Who even knows We've... where he is in the world right now. It doesn't matter because he's not playing hockey for the Philadelphia Flyers ever. We're playing hockey ever again. It's a shame. He's a, a great hockey player. Uh, it seems like a good guy, but you know, uh, Nashville Predators sure seem to know that uh, he was not quite the same when they traded him to the Flyers for basically spare parts at that point. But It does make you wonder. Like it makes you think. that was a surprisingly small package to get a very very good defenseman. It's almost as if they knew something. It's almost as if Chuck they did. Riggs. It's almost as if they did. But here we are, and it doesn't matter because we're just going to move into this new era of Orange with uh, as as optimistic a point of view as you can possibly have. It's been frustrating for sure. But now, Steve, I actually want to ask you. So 
I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was thinking about the Eagles and someone brought up like not great Eagles seasons from the past. Does it, and so basically like last season's flyers reminds me of the 2015 Eagles. Okay. Where but, wait, but they right before had, they hit the big reset button. Yes. Right. Like, right. At, like that was the Kiko Alonzo, <laughs> Sam Bradford Eagles, Eagles. Chip Kelly, like baby. That, the, yeah, like that team. It was like one of, like the Byron Maxwell Eagles. I just saw that D-Jack talking about this too, where he came out. Or was it the Sean McCoy? One of those guys came out and we're just talking about how like crappy it was, everything that Chip Kelly did to that team. Yeah, it was terrible. And I just remember like, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of this flyers team because like the eagles that year pretty much did an aggressive retool they went out and got the big the big splash cornerback free agent in byron maxwell he was a disaster they traded one of their top players to get really i mean kiko alonso turned out to be horrible for the eagles and so they trade mccoy a franchise icon to get him yeah i mean mccoy's obviously got some real not to you know go with the pun on his nickname but real shady personal dealings there but unbelievable yeah but there's no questioning that he's yeah he's one of the best like he might be the best running back in eagles history i i would say he is yeah and so like it's just you trade him for a bad linebacker and then it's just there was so much shifting and moving parts that season and that in the lead up to that offseason or that season that it, it was just so poorly done and horribly managed. And it just reminds me of this past season's Flyers team because it, the same thing happened. The Flyers were just poorly constructed and it felt like there was no plan. It was just like, oh, let's try this. Let's go for it. Whatever. Yeah. And then, then that's how we wind up with Tony D'Angelo being bought out basically a calendar year after they had acquired him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's unbelievable, just buffoonery from Chuck Fletcher here, where it's just like, it's stunning to think about that offseason again, where he had Gaudreau on a silver platter. All he had to do was just move a couple contracts, he could have had him. And then he said, no, 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 the move is to bring in D'Angelo. And it's like, no, like D'Angelo doesn't even make sense if you are competitive. No, he I, never did make sense. He never made sense. And then he signed into a big-ass contract. I don't I don't understand it at all. I'm fine with the buyout. Thank God he didn't sign him to, like, to term. Oh, I know. Because, like, clearly Chuck Fletcher loves giving out contracts with term. Yeah. I mean, look at Sanheim. Look at Hayes. Look at, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Look at uh, Nick Delorier. Nick Delorier. And it's just like... Honestly, what it's a small miracle that he didn't sign Tony D'Angelo to like a five-year thing. It really is because he has that Ristolainen contract out there. And yeah. it's so friggin' funny to me that with all of these defensive moves, that Ristolainen still might not be a top-pairing defenseman because he's making $5 million a season. And it's just like... He's not the guy. He never will be the guy. Uh, we'll be yeah. very happy if Torts continues teaching him competent defense. That'll be great. But Risto, despite everything I've heard, he's a good guy and everything. But like Risto, yeah. just ain't it on that on the ice, man. He just ain't it. And but he's he's he, still gonna play first pair of minutes this season, Steve. He might. He might. He might not. Though. Who else is gonna do it? But, but that's the thing. This is the funny thing about it is even though there's like really nobody to do it. 
he still might not because he's just yeah. not that good. Could be Nick Sealer. Could be Nick Sealer. Seal deal, baby. Who knows? Don't yeah. About my seal deal. No, it's man. Chuck Fletcher just sucked, man. Chucky Poo trades. He was just an atrocity. And good riddance. And good riddance to TDA. And whew. so, wh- where do you think TDA goes? Carolina seems like the obvious move. Yeah. I really don't know who else could use his services. I mean. Because you know he's going to get a, you know another team's going to pick him up. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, you know, like Edmonton's always looking for warm bodies to play defense, right? Oh, God. You can really make a likable team over there between Evander Kane and TDA. <laughs> I feel like that there's another be... guy that's like a piece of crap on there, but I, I don't know. It would be funny to see TDA go to um, uh, Toronto. Oh, baby. I don't know. I, Toronto can't even... Toronto can't do it, I don't think, because they're, like, literally the most cal- salary cap strapped team on the in the NHL. Toronto's so getting grittier, possible. man. They're bulking up. I feel, I mean, yes, they are. They got Ryan Reeves. They already have Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons is still under contract there, right? Uh, I think Wayne Simmons... I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, you, you check on his status, but, like, they signed Ryan Reeves. They also brought in Max Domi, who is the, the son of noted... Goon and Ty coward Domi. Ty Domi, who assaulted Adam Burt on the ice. Never forget. Never forget about Adam Burt. And <laughs> Ty Domi sucked. And I, I'm still glad that somebody tried to attack him in the penalty box. It's one of an all-time Flyers moment right there. I don't think Wayne Simmons is on a team right now. I don't think he is either, which is a, a travesty, frankly. But you know what? I'm all in favor He's of not. bringing the Wayne train back and giving him the captain C for a season just do it i would love it's absolutely not happening it's not they already happen. gave his they already gave away his number well he's to good. wade allison yeah well wade move over the wayne train's coming through baby yeah it doesn't make any sense but you know what who cares we just need a bunch of warm bodies in the season and <laughs> there's no way wade allison's playing a full season he doesn't need 17 no prove me I wrong love- wade. i love wade allison prove me wrong i like him I he, I don't think he's done enough to, for me to love him as a player. I I, I, I love like his to potential. See him. I love the idea of him. Uh, yeah. yeah I don't <laughs> well, know. Just, I don't know. He's a hot mess. No he's idea. fun. I don't know. I just have no expectations for him except to fly around and just hit the shit out of people and Listen, then hurt himself in the process. You always talk about flying. There it is. I mean, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's, I, I would prefer people who fly around and don't injure themselves. Yeah, but, yeah. That's, but nice. that's out of his control. That's out of his control. Apparently so it is. Apparently him. it is. Um, you know what else would be funny is if Tony D'Angelo, and I'm not expecting this, if he went to Colorado and had to deal with McKinnon, McKinnon would not put up with that. Oh, McKinnon like, would not put up with that nonsense. Like it's. Have you ever heard the... But like, he's not going to Colorado because that's where Georgiev is. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's absolutely not happening. McKinnon's the kind of guy, I don't know if you've ever heard. I feel like I talked about this on a flight way back when. Uh, There's a story from the movie Batman Forever, which has Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey as Batman villains, Two-Face and the Riddler. And there's a story where I forget the exact details of it, but essentially like Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey were in like the same bar or restaurant and... Tommy Lee Jones just like wanted nothing to do with Jim Carrey and he was asked why and Tommy Lee Jones says I cannot stand your buffoonery 
or something along yeah. those lines. And I feel like that's what Nathan McKinnon would say to Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, no, very close. I feel like it'd be very, very close to what that exact quote is. I don't know where you Honestly, the safe bet is I feel like Eric Carlson's going to go to Pittsburgh because that just feels... Like it'll happen. I cannot when sanction happens, your buffoonery to make it even more formal of a quote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. But also I feel like I don't think that word would come out. I don't think those formal words would ever come out of Nathan McKinnon's mouth. But it's funny to think about. It is funny to think about. The man, I mean, hey, maybe he's brushing up on his vocab when he's not eating ice cream. And he certainly is not eating ice cream. Not a fucking chance in hell you he's eating that. ice cream. Get that shit. Which is out a shame. Here. Because my God, nothing beats some good uh what's your favorite ice cream brand? Oh my god. I don't even know right now. I've been eating like more local places recently than eating like brands necessarily. You know what? I'm well, gonna... I'm talking like you go to the store, you bring home ice cream. I know, I'm saying I don't do that today. too often these days. Like I, I might do uh we're talking the big brands like uh, I like a Ben and Jerry's, although they've gone downhill yes. recently just with uh, some of the production, like getting amped up and the product always gets diluted. But, you know, what? I still like a Ben and Jerry's. You know what I really like? I like uh, I like good Turkey Hill. Turkey Hill's good. Yeah. My girlfriend makes fun of me because she's like, if I get anything that's not Haagen-Dazs, she's like, what are you, a pleb? I'm like, oh, what are I'm like, well, she doesn't say that, but she's like, what the Rome hell are you doing here. getting, she's like, what are you doing getting non haagen I'm like, I like Briars. Briars is good. And I like, uh, what, what else is there? Um, Edie's. Edie's is good. Briars is good. I have in a long time. Edie's chocolate, or uh, yeah, Edie's chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. If I'm getting chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream, I'm getting it Edie's. Okay, okay. I don't, I can't tell you the last time I've had Haagen Dazs or Edie's, frankly. Uh, Doug Peterson is a noted Haagen Dazs uh, stan. Oh, is he really? Yes. I know he loves his ice cream, yeah. but I didn't know he had a specific. He is a big Haagen Dazs guy, as I recall. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Dougie yeah, Haagen Dazs is good, but it's like. That's like gourmet ice cream. I don't need gourmet. <laughs> if I'm I getting don't. gourmet, I I want to get like real gourmet shit. Like a Jenny's is a brand that's popped up recently. That's really really good. Uh, Van Lewin's really good. That's one that's been popping up more recently. You're paying an arm and a leg, but it's it's damn yeah. good. And then there's a there's a couple other local places I've really been enjoying lately. Uh, there's a place on Passion called Milk John that's pretty good. And, oh, that's good. Yeah, Milk John's good. And then uh, <laughs> there's D'Amelio's, uh, Old World Italian Treats or so, Ice Treats, something like that. D'Amelio's is awesome. And uh, Arctic Scoop is a big one on Passyunk. If you ever down, I just named three ice cream places on Passyunk, but they're all killer. So uh, check out any of those next time you're on Passyunk Ave in South Philly. If I'm getting like gourmet, like super fancy food, it's not going to be ice cream. I mean, it's like, it's going to be Italian. Or it's going to be... Well, it's gourmet by know. ice cream standards, but it's not like... Gore- I wouldn't say yeah, it's gourmet yeah, but... by gourmet food standards. Well, let me rephrase. If I'm going to get... If I'm going to spend extra on food for like it to be like fancy, gourmet or ice cream is not that. Just give me... I'll take fucking Blue Bunny. Yeah. I don't care. No, you know what? There's some pretty damn good ice cream that I, I will pay, pay a couple extra bucks for. To me, I think it's... I think the differences are... They're there, but they're like I'm buying you a borderline cone negligible. Time. Next time you're up, I'm gonna buy a cone at one of these places, and we'll, we'll see. I'm actually not a cone guy. 
Well, I'll buy you a fucking ice cream. You know, it's, yeah. Come on. Buy me some ice cream. Yeah, please. I'll buy you some ice cream. Doesn't <laughs> have to be a cone, cream. but you're missing out because I mean, I will devour a waffle cone. I want to go out and get a waffle cone right now. Yeah, buy buy me some ice cream, Daddy. Um, Ooh, yeah, okay. There we go. <laughs> love no, noted Dilf over here. That's right. Yes, you are. Yeah. What? I'm a, I, I'm I a love, dog dad now. No one. I don't think any of our listeners understand the whole Dilf thing. But it's. I, I feel like I explained it, but we can. Maybe we did. We can run it down one more time. So, all right. Not this past Matvey Mishkov draft party, but the Cutter Gauthier draft party. Um, me and one of my close friends, Alan, drove up to Philly. And Alan just goes out of pocket once he has like a single drop of alcohol. He just goes and <laughs> he just becomes a lunatic. And so he just starts saying blasphemous shit. And so. We are at the draft party. He's be Alan's being what just out of control, saying crazy things to everybody. And we're all sitting down, just chatting, doing whatever. And I can't remember what brought it on, but like Alan just looked at Steve like dead in the eyes. He's just like, What are you talking about? You're a DILF. <laughs> Absolute DILF. <laughs> and Steve was just like I don't even, I'm not even a dad, but I will take that compliment. And so ever since then, me and Steve are, I just constantly call, we refer to the DILF story often. So. I laugh about that a lot. Like I, I think about that a lot and I laugh because and uh, you know what, I, I don't Steve? often get such compliments. So I, I'll definitely take that from any source. He's not wrong. <laughs> okay. Spot the lie, Steve. Spot the lie. Oh, there, that's a big time lie right there. But no, yeah, you know what? If my dad bot is accepted by society at last, that my whole life I've been waiting for this moment. Well, this is the time. The time is now. Your time is up. My time is now. See, I was you going. You can't see me. My time. Sorry. I was I going for Phil Collins with the uh, with the waiting for this moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting bum, for bum, this bum, moment all my life. Wow, that's a really like jaunty version of that. <laughs> a really like slow and like moody song. It's yeah, it's not great. You're, you're doing the like, I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Hold on. Imagine uh, that song, but it's Bob Dylan singing it. Oh, that was. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. See, I can I can imagine that very easily, actually. Bob Dylan gets the moodiness about it. He does, yeah. Just got to get that acoustic guitar and that harmonica. That's all he needs. I can't do a harmonica sound, and I don't have one loaded into Zencaster, or else I put one out here. But, you know, we all know what a harmonica sounds like. I don't need to do it for you. Yeah. Do the math. Steve, what else is going on in the Flyers world? Apparently, Ali Lixel? Is that how you say this? Ali Lixel. Oli Lixel, I think. Lixel. I see. You got to sell the lick. Got it. Well, he signed a two-year deal with the Philadelphia A liquor of sells. Liquor of sales. That's weird. Yeah. I don't think I like that. Jail cells or cellular? Like cellular. Cells in the body? Like, yeah, cellular. Because then it adds a little, like... Or cell phones. Could be a cell phone. Could be. Well, he's a flyer, and he's worth $1.575 million. That's $787,500 AAV, and... You know, he's a guy. He's a guy. He did well in the NHL last year. 14 goals, 45 points, 53 games in Lehigh Valley. So that's good. So in the AHL. That's the AHL. So like we like, I'm not expecting him to make the roster out of training camp. Like he's, he's the kind of guy, like I think he played 
18 games for, or like eight games for the Flyers last season. Um, and he, like he, he didn't really do too, too much, but I could see him kind of doing the same thing again next season. Like maybe if injuries happen, they like call up Lixell and, you know, give him a look. Um, I don't know if he's quite ready to be a nightly NHLer. I don't even know if he is a nightly NHLer, but, um, I can you almost know, guarantee you he'll play a game or two because, you know, this roster is not exactly the deepest in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think he's 23 years old. Yeah, that's right. Cause he turns 24 next month. So he turns 24 on the 24th. So, um, Oh, there yeah. you go. Poetic. He's, uh, yeah. He's, he's a good piece though. He's a good, like minor league, minor league guy right now. Maybe he could become like a decent, you know, third line winger some point perhaps center even but yeah i don't know but now this, with him this is signed, the thrilling summer news right here folks i know with him signed there's only one four rfas have been signed and there's only one left and that is the one morgan frost chill out chill out morgan frost hasn't signed yet i guess this is our only significant piece of news left for the season because you know like what else? The Flyers aren't going to sign any. They're not going to sign Vladimir Tarasenko. No, they're not. They're not going to sign Patrick Kane. Hopefully, <laughs> that would be that would be crazy if they did. That would actually be they're the not, most but... Flyers thing possible to sign Patrick Kane because, like, that's like bringing Forsberg home when he was like at the end of his career. Yeah, or getting Adam Oates for fourteen games. Like, it's very Flyers to get somebody at the end of their. But we were actually just talking in the Slack the other day about the funniest one, which was Johnny Oduya. Amen oh, brought yeah. this up. Amen was talking about how uh, just how goddamn funny that whole Oduya situation was, where they brought him in, he played like one shift, and he's like, "No, no, that's good." Who's that? Uh. Uh, there was a cornerback who played in the NFL, uh, Vontae Davis. Remember, he like played like one game, like a half a game for the Bills or something. Maybe it was like towards the middle of the season, but like middle of the game, he was just like, nah, I retire. Yeah, he <laughs> just retired in the middle of the game. Sometimes you just know, man. Like uh, Richard Sherman was talking the other day about he was guarding uh, Devontae Smith on a play and he just <laughs> completely like could not keep up. And he's like, eh, that's what I knew. Yeah. There comes a time in your career where you're just like, this is not happening at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Vontae Davis, he played like one game for the, for the, uh, um, the he Buffalo played one Bills. game for the Bills. Sorry, not sorry. He removed himself from the play during the first half. So the, it didn't even get to the second half. Like he didn't even get to halftime. He removed himself from the play during the first half stating he was done. So good. That's Love so that. good. Just, oh man. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with knowing when to fold him. Yeah. You know what's funny about that though? Like he retired as a member of the, because clearly like for him to do that, clearly he was not enjoying his time with the Bills. If he stayed around for literally like one more year, he would have loved it because the Bills were actually like, they became good like as soon as he left. I guess so there's a reason. Yeah. It's all because of Vontae Davis right there. Oh, it See, has to be. He should have just listened to Marshawn Lynch and gone and checked out Applebee's and Dave and Buster's and taken in the ambiance and decor. Yeah. It's like, uh, who else? Um, 
Cole Beasley. Who's, who's now? Who's that other guy? Um, Josh Allen. Uh, former Eagles great. Former Eagles great Vince Young. Cheesecake. Oh, Vince Young. Oh, we're talking Cheesecake about Chip Factory. Kelly again, huh? Yeah. Cheesecake Factory. What was the Vince Young Cheesecake Factory thing again? So he spent like thousands, I think like tens of thousands of dollars there a week. And he went, I think he went, <laughs> I think he went bankrupt. I did hear he went bankrupt. I didn't know it was because of the goddamn Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. I always I, think, what I always think of with, athletes and chain restaurants is I always think of Allen Iverson and the TGI Fridays on city line Avenue in Philadelphia. Yeah. So here we go. Vince young wiped out over 20. Wait, 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 wait. Vin. Okay. This is crazy. I don't know if this is true. This is by a story. This is a story by someone named Josh Rogers for Yahoo life. How Vince young wiped out over 25 million. Thanks to his love for the cheesecake factory. It's a lot of cheesecake. Okay. So, yeah, he spent a lot of money in Cheesecake Factory. The thing about the Cheesecake Factory, Quigs, is you can get any cuisine you want. Whether that's a good idea or not, well, that's to be determined. But you can get anything. <laughs> Their pasta wasn't terrible. There you go. That's always the kind of review you want for a chain restaurant is wasn't not terrible. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's passable. Like, honestly, that's all it takes for me. Like, if... Like, if I have decent enough food and, like, the service is good, I'm like, all right, that's, like, a solid four stars, you know? But, like, if the food... It, let's pretend the service is terrible, but the... Well, maybe not terrible. Oh, I can service, have terrible service and great food, and I'll go back because I just care yeah. about the quality of the food. Believe me, I like good service. Don't get me wrong. No, and I agree. I'm, yeah. I am a good tipper, so, you know, hey, give me that good service and I'll make it worth your while. I've but only not I don't tipped, know what that accent was. I'm sorry. I've only not tipped once in my life. When was that? And that that's so don't it was at a Buffalo. You don't have Wild to get Wings. specific. Okay. It was well, at a Buffalo Wild. <laughs> and it was in Las Vegas. It was in Las Vegas. And so um it was just like me and my friend were there and we just had this absolute like this server who was like granted it's Buffalo Wild Wings so you're not exactly expecting good service but it's like not the cream of the crop. No. I was a server at Buffalo Wild Wings in college. I was a piece of shit server. I know it. It like that's used to be you're a supposed piece of shit. to, yeah. So like slap them up. You're supposed to be a terrible server at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's part of the job. So like we're that's there. Part of the job. Yeah, and so that's part of the B Dubs experience. And so I'm just we're there. I'm just imagining one of those like '80s training videos with like kind of music, and then it's like here at Buffalo Wild Wings, you're supposed to be a terrible server. It's part Smile. of the job. Yeah, it's part of the job. So like we're there. And this server is just like, we were in her, like the middle of her zone and every other table she went to, she stopped and was like laughing and talking to them and having a great time. Like literally like chilling with all the other tables, just having the, providing the best service. And then she came to us for some reason, she just hated us. And she was just like, what do you want? And I was like this. And she would just like go, like walk away angry. I'm like, what is going on? And so me and my friend were just- me and my friend were like, yo, I don't know what we did to this girl, but we shouldn't tip her. <laughs> so we didn't. And like, I felt bad about it and I still kind of feel guilty about it. Cause like, I know what it's like being a server, but like to, to witness the like positive interactions with the other tables compared to us. And we had done nothing wrong. Like I was like, what the hell dude? So I didn't tip. Is there a chain that you frequented where you found that service has been consistently terrible. 
Um, that's a good question. Like, I feel like I haven't been to a friendlies in a long time and it's probably more 50 50 with them, but I feel like I've had some really abysmal service experiences at friendlies. Uh, honestly, I, it would have to be Buffalo wild wings, but like the thing about Buffalo wild wings is it's, it's not that bad serving guys who are just, you know, they want to just get a beer tower and right. eat one of 50,000 flavors of wings in a given right. It, it's like the, the service at Buffalo Wild Wings is bad, but it's not like it's not to the point where it's like, oh, my God, this is terrible, sir. It's like it's what you like I said, it's what you expect. So I, I don't want to put that there. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I'll tell you where I always have good service. It's Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Always. I think I've eaten in a Cracker Barrel like twice. Yeah. Yeah. I also love Waffle House service. Never it's eaten unhi- in a Waffle House. It's unhinged and out of control <laughs> and very chaotic. Sometimes and chaotic's good. Uh, sometimes I'm in the mood for chaotic. It's fun. Like whenever we go to Waffle... Like last time we were there, we actually went down to Florida for Christmas. Not this past Christmas. Oh, so a Florida before. Waffle House. So that's a whole other level Oh, it was a... I mean, that's... Yes. That was very... Like extra. And so we're there... And um, we go in and it's, it's literally like Christmas Eve. And um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. And so they're open because it's Waffle House. And so the servers are just like, uh, I think it was the manager. She gathered up all the kitchen and server people. And she was just like, all right, guys, I know it's Christmas Eve, but like this isn't a time to be fucking around, blah, blah, blah. She was like yelling at them in the middle of it. And she was just like, I will shoot every one of y'all. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and clearly she was joking. I, I don't know. In Florida, I'm not taking that as a joke. Because they were like, that just that must have just been that manager's like um, managing style. Because like a funny everyone, joke. Yeah. Every, all of the employees laughed and they like were all joking around with her and everything and like smiling and having a good time. But like cl- she announced that to the whole restaurant. And it was like, what the, the fuck? There's at least at least two or three states where I am 100% never taking something like that as a joke. And Florida is one of them. Texas is 100% one of them. Texas, Te- Florida. It, Texas, Florida. And I don't even know what the other ones are. But those, at least those two. Those two I would say Mississippi. Minimum. Mississippi. Mississippi, definitely. Alabama, I feel like maybe, but maybe not. But Mississippi... Yeah, I don't know about Miss. I don't know uh, if I yeah. ever want to go to Mississippi. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. The flight is adding that to the, the states. To Mississippi. I'm adding Mississippi to the states in the United States. That like I, if I die and I never see those states, I'll be totally fine. So for that's me, it's a, Mississippi. Oh it's a it's a long list for me. Oh really? I want to see a lot of them. Ah, I'm kind of so, well. I, I I'm good on most of the ones I've already seen. Ohio, Mississippi, Kansas, um. I've seen a lot of states already. I used to not care about Idaho, but I saw a photo on the internet yesterday, like literally yesterday, that made me reconsider. Oh, I don't give a shit about Idaho. Not one shit. Sorry, Idaho listeners. The uh, the potato flape fanatics out there are very upset right now, but uh, the flape live is not coming to Idaho. It's not coming to Mississippi. Not coming to Alabama. Sorry, not sorry. Good news. It's coming to Pennsylvania. It's yeah, it's it's in Pennsylvania every week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh yeah. I don't know. 
I can't really I can't really think of uh can't really think of any other places right now that are definitely on my do not go to list. I went to Oklahoma once just passing through and it was oh. exactly as expected. Yeah, I I don't give a shit about Oklahoma. Not one shit. Like that would be on my list if I hadn't been there already. But that was not I had to do it cuz I was driving home from Las Vegas. So There you go. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like half the country I, I truly could never visit and not give one single solitary shit. Yeah. <laughs> not one shit given at all. This is not a, a triple D. I'm not Guy Fieri who's going anywhere to find a diner, drive in or dive. And I need to address this very quickly because a number of people did send me this uh, last week. And yes, I did see the picture of Guy Fieri chopping it up with Donald Trump. I was distressed about it. I'd like to think maybe he thought he was a, a, a giant plate of shitty nachos. Maybe he thought he was a human-sized thing of trash can nachos. Well, does that doesn't mean that he likes him. We're, here's the thing. I have often joked about Triple D on this show and Guy Fieri, because he is a ridiculous persona, and... Ranking things on a scale of full trip to Flavortown and needs more donkey sauce is funny. It will continue to be funny. Shirt flames are funny. And spiky blonde, bleach blonde hair is always funny to me. But we, we now have a long list. In, in fact, most of the, the Flape characters and references we make are people that I truly do not enjoy politically at all. Because we've got John Taffer. Shut it down! We've got Cole Beasley, Mr. Mr. Sorry, Not Sorry, that I've already said a couple times, one of the worst rappers of all time. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but like, you know, people I just don't, I like to dunk on, but I don't necessarily agree with. So that's a, that's where we are. I've seen it. I'll probably continue to reference Triple D because it's funny. But uh, yeah, guy, what, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me, Mr. Fietti? Come on. I've given you the respect because when we first started mentioning this on the show, I wouldn't even say Fieri. I would say Fieri because it looks like Fieri to me. It's spelled Fieri. What are you doing to me? But again, I'd like to think maybe he thought he was a giant thing of trash can nachos, but who's to say? That is a bummer, but I I also just like don't have the energy to keep up. I don't have the energy to keep up with people's political affiliation. I, I'm now I'm like, so beaten down by the world with this. I'm just like, Ugh, you know, it is what it is. But I yeah. Also, I, it's, like, it's point, not like I like. It's not like I go out there and I'm like, you know, Guy Fieri's a personal hero of mine. It's not the case. Oh no, yeah. This but, I, I trust this man for. I don't really even trust him. He's just the. I just don't ever want to get character. to the point. I just don't ever want to get to the point where I'm like my dad, where I'm just like, hey, dad, do you uh, do you do you know this? guy in this movie he's just like oh yeah he's so liberal i'm just like i don't give a shit why do you care who gives a shit like i don't know i just don't i don't i don't want to be like my dad i don't want to be like the liberal version of my dad where it's just like i just hate everyone who's it's a liberal. slippery slope because i i kind of get there sometimes but i'm like you know but you know hey let's talk hockey let's talk let's make fun of guy fieri and the, the whole thing but yeah i did see the picture guys i think cole beasley so. i love making fun of because it's just so easy it's very easy. Like, he yeah. looks like he's in Leonard Skinner. 80 Stings is a song It's on his album, United Hate of America. Yeah. Like, United you... Hate of America. One of the first funniest album titles of all time. So good. Oh, Kid Rock was the other one I was trying to think of. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Oh, uh, Mike Durnt. 
Mike Dern. Who's Mike Dern? Isn't he? Uh, what's it called? Who is that? Isn't he fucking? Uh, what's it called? Um. Oh God, I'm so stupid. Mike Dern's the bassist for Green Day. Um. Oh I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking of what's his name? Fred Durst. Uh, Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Fred Durst is somebody. I can't even imagine Fred Durst. Durnt and Durst. I got it. Can you imagine Fred Durst like getting on the stage going, "Hey yo, vote for this guy"? <laughs> like I, I can't imagine him making a political statement in his like backwards red hat or whatever he's wearing now because he has that weird disguise kit that it seems like he's wearing. But yes, uh, but by yeah, all I means, see. Mike Durnt is apparently Mike awesome. Durnt is on and the very other end of the spectrum. There, yeah, he's. Awesome. And also I've listened Mike, to American Idiot. I, I would be yeah. very surprised to find out it was otherwise. And Mike Durnt may also actually be Eamon Smith. Is, is that right? They look the same. I've never. Do they? they? Have you ever seen a photo of Mike Durnt? I have. I've definitely seen the Green Day fellas. I d- I'd I'd say they look quite. All right. I'm gonna have to do a comparison shot here, but yeah. wow, B- big big ep for Eamon here. A lot of Eamon reps. Yeah, yeah. Eamon, <laughs> uh, he's still Eamon. You still listen, right? As if I as hope if he's so. Just gonna, as if he's just gonna answer. The yeah. Mic. Yes. Um, I'll send you a photo. I think he looks. I, I I'd say they look pretty uh pretty similar. Okay. Well, I yeah. I think he actually brought it up once. Did in he? A, uh, I thought he did. Maybe he didn't. I you record 300 plus episodes of Fly Purpley, your brain gets a little fried. So I probably did forget something. But yeah, we'll get we'll get Eamon on. We'll get Eamon back on to fully yeah. discuss this. And uh, apologies to the one guy. Whatever. But <laughs> I just sent you the photo on Slack. Okay, I, I'm gonna check that out. We gotta. I'm gonna wrap this up soon. But I, well, yeah. you know, fuck it. I'll check it out. We'll do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live. Then after this, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. And it's only because I have stuff to do okay that photo i can kind of see it i've seen other kind of like we're talking about what a 50 year age gap or something not 50 but yeah i'd say it's it's like at least a 30 year age it's at least a 30 year age gap that is a big age gap right there yeah yeah so i don't know i see i see a little amen and mike durnt mike durnt i was like you said that name and i'm like I know that name. I know. For some but reason, not... I got... I don't know why the fuck I got What's him the mixed dur? up with Fred it's Durst. It's the dur sound. Yeah. Dur. That's embarrassing. A sound that I'm sure Fred Durst has made many times. Oh, boy. Probably. <laughs> uh, let's get... I think, you know, I could sit here and bullshit for the next, like, hour. And back in the day, I probably would have. But we I'm hungry. <laughs> I gotta we get should. going. I have a giant pork chop to go make, and I'm all over it, so... There's not much happening this offseason right now. See, like we're entering in classic fly purpley. Some of the longest episodes would be the offseason episodes. And I believe that's how the batch update first started, because like we were just bullshitting in the offseason. And then Craig's brother write these batch updates and we'd read them and it would just become a whole damn thing. So like some of the longest episodes of the show are in the offseason. Just bullshitting. I can bullshit. I can talk. I could keep going, but let's not do it tonight because I am hungry and I have some day job stuff to do. Day job. All right. Yeah. I'm going to just keep going. Ah! Exactly. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep riffing otherwise. So let's wrap her up. Let's get rolling, rolling, rolling on to whatever we're doing with the rest of our night. Oh yeah. I'm getting loopy. So I got to go. Yeah, it's time I got to gotta eat.
It's time to shut it down. Steve. Shut it down. Folks, thanks so much for listening. If you have any feedback for us, unfortunately, the best place is still twitter.com.org.edu.ca.musk. Yep, it's still there. It's I'm, uh, Every week, I feel like it's uh, I'm getting a threat about it shutting down, and it doesn't happen. And I've got the Blue Sky accounts for both Estebaum and Flyperbole, but uh, I didn't join threads. I'm not going to do it. I'm not into threads. I'm not going to do it. It would, Twitter doesn't shut down until John Taffer says so. so. That's true. He is the boss of the world here. Uh, quick plug. Uh, next week, I'm starting a preseason preview series for the Flyers. So I'm going to be going by... It's kind of like my season review series, my thumbs up, thumbs down series, where I'm going by each player individually and saying like, hey, here's what to look forward to going into the season, going into preseason, etc. Um, so yeah, that's going to be happening soon. So on the hockey news, for that. Right? On the hockey news. And then for Broad Street Hockey, we are starting the uh, music club um, uh, series where it's actually starting off with the one, the only Maddie Campbell. She's doing uh, hers first. So we are basically she picks an album and like all the cool people in Broad Street Hockey listen to it and then write their thoughts about it. And uh, I really loved her first album, which I'm not going to reveal because... That'll give away everything. So there you go. Look out for that, and then mine will be coming up soon. And I already know what I'm doing mine on. So, yeah. There you go. There we go. We love Maddie here, folks. Maddie is a great friend of the show, along with Eamon. We're talking about all the great friends of the show, but they're not the best friend of the show because that's still Bill Clement. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's Ryan Quiggs with a Z on. Oh yeah, Twitter. that's Ryan so Quiggs with a Z on Twitter. Over follow there. me. Yeah. yeah. I'm Estebaum. Fly purpley. For hockey purposes, make it fly purpley. Fly purpley is on TikTok. Fly purpley is on Instagram, not on threads. I'm not doing threads. I'll just stick on Twitter until I'm sick of it. And then I'll try to do the blue sky thing if enough people join, but barely anybody's on there. So, but it's there. The account is there, but it's Twitter for now, unfortunately. Broad Street Hockey, BSH Radio. They're on a bunch of stuff. You know, good people to follow and all that jazz. All right. <laughs> Steam, guys. And before we go, I got to mention this show was presented by Bet Online. Check them out. Thank you so much for listening. You're all beautiful, wonderful people. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, 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 wow. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stro showed Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.